Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Acts chapter 3 and verse 6, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. This person said, I changed my password to the word incorrect. So that when I forget my password, my computer sends me a message. Your password is incorrect. (laughs) This person said, I tried changing my password to 14 days, but it said it was too weak. (laughs) So I like to preach on the thought of a message, what's the password? What's the password? We live in a password world. It is a digital jungle out there. There are passwords Not only for banking, not only for business, but also for Netflix, Amazon, probably your Publix or Winn-Dixie app, your email. There are passwords for everything. So yesterday I was working on some business and I was on there and I have this auto login and you click it and it brought a screen up. It said, your password is expired. They make you, some programs make you renew the password every few months, right? And so I'm like, cool, I'll just put the new one in. But then it said, haha, enter your old password. How many of you remember? That's why I did it on the auto log on. I don't know my passwords. You know, I'm thankful that uh, when Jesus was crucified, Do you know that Jesus Christ was actually creating a new password? When he was crucified, he said, it is finished. The old password of the law of Moses, the old password of sacrificing lambs and keeping the law and obeying the Sabbath. You know what he said on the cross? He said that password is expired. It is finished. But you see, what does a password do? It gives you access to valuable things, right? And when he did that, it said the veil or the curtain of the temple was what? It was ripped. The word they used was rent. It was opened and it was saying that there was access provided to everyone through what? The blood of Jesus Christ. You know that I'm thankful. Say, well, preacher, did you find your old password? Thank God. Just like Jesus said to the devil, it is written. I had written down my old password, so I was able to go check it out. Thank God for note cards. Be careful if you write your password. Well, I just write it on my phone. Good job. What happens when your phone screen goes dark? It'll never happen. It happened to my wife like two weeks ago. And they said, well, just send an email to your old phone. It doesn't work because I can't look at the screen on my old phone. We were in Starbucks in Dubuque, Iowa, where we bought the new phone. Well, I didn't even know there was a... Well, I probably knew the city, but I'd never been to Dubuque, Iowa, unless it was driving through. We were at Starbucks. We have a Starbucks app. We had money on the Starbucks app. But I had updated my phone, and it kicked me out of the app. Her phone 
was not participating, right? <laughs> and her Google Chrome wouldn't download all the stuff. So we ended up, I said, honey, just, just pray for the Starbucks. I mean, I said, man, there's passwords for everything, right? Well, you know that um, Jesus Christ, the Bible says in our, in our setting, it, the Bible says Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. They were headed to church. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them, to ask a donation, if you please. And you know what? All beggars aren't wrong. If you have no other way to support yourself, it's not a shame to beg. You know that when I got saved, I really begged Jesus because I had no other way to get into heaven except Jesus. And we're all beggars before God until he helps us out. So I'm not condemning begging. And if you have a beggar come ask you about something, why don't you pray and see what God wants you to do. And whatever God wants you to do, I'd say, do it. Okay, sometimes God lays on my heart to give them food and sometimes they say they do not want that food. But you know what? Uh, there are real beggars out there that really need something. The Bible says, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. Hey, can I have a dollar? Back then it wasn't a dollar. It was a silver, a, a denarius, some kind of coin. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. Hey, look at us. You ever see a guy at the stoplight and he's got the sign? If you don't intend to give him anything, you know what you do? Kind of look the other way. <laughs> he comes up by your window. You're kind of like, no, I'm not interested. But they weren't that way. They said, look at us. We're going to have a transaction. And so the Bible says, he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something. Maybe he brought both hands up. And he was about to get something that was more than he <laughs> bargained for, right? Then said, Peter, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. I'm going to give you something. But first of all, I can see the man's, you know, smile go away when he said, I am fresh out of cash. I mean, he pulled Peter, if he had pockets, he pulled them out. And he goes, I got no cash. And the man probably went down. But before he could put his hands down, I'm sure Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. The guy probably hadn't put his hand down yet. Peter grabbed it and lifted him up. Uh, lifted this man who was lame from his mother womb, above 40 years old. And the Bible said immediately his feet and ankle bones. You know, God still heals today. Amen. God still heals today. Amen. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. You know, it's interesting talking about healing. I was listening to a preacher preach on a podcast. He said when he was in the military, he was diagnosed with cancer. We were praying for our niece earlier. And he said uh, he wasn't really, didn't know much about God. But he said, hey, can you do what it says? Anoint me with oil. And pray in the prayer of faith. He read it in the Bible. And so he goes to the chaplain. Now he's getting processed out of the military. He has cancer. We're going to discharge him. So he's somewhere and he goes, can you, can you anoint me with the chaplains? You got to know military chaplains. God bless them. They said, we don't really do that. We don't really anoint people with oil. I'm not saying they're not good guys, okay? But they're, they're kind of, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know about the oil thing. 
We got some right under the pulpit right there. It's symbolic of the Holy Ghost, okay? That's what the Old Testament olive oil was. The Messiah means the anointed one. Not just with oil, but anointed. They would anoint kings with oil, symbolizing that God had chosen you. You're anointed what? King. That's why the Messiah was the anointed one. Anyhow, so they did. And he goes, he had all these, you know, scans that he had cancer. So he goes to this other place, other military base, and they do some more scans. And they're like, we, we uh, didn't find any cancer. But we're going to do some more scans. He's like, okay. And uh, they did some more scans. Brethren, the man was cancer free. And I remember he just said, glory. You know, that God still heals. What was he? He was a preacher. God touched his life and God touched his body. God still heals of cancer. Now, to heal of cancer, you have to take every cell. It only takes one cell of cancer to be in there. But God that so completely can cleanse us from sin, can cleanse us from disease, can cleanse us from hatred. You know that I was thinking about the racism and there's racism in our country and it's evil and it's wrong. But I went to a church conference and I just kind of bumped in a little bit late and I was standing next to uh, Brother Curtis and uh, by the way, he's black, right? But I've known him for, he's a Marine, he's just my brother and we were bumping along and jam- we were uh, singing and laughing and then right in front of me is Brother Brooks and he used to minister here with us and he's black and then Reverend uh, and Sister Patterson's nephew, Reverend Pace and, and I'm just sitting around, I'm like, I'm looking around I said, you know what, the world We've got racism solved with God. Yeah. See, the world, you don't know class. You need Jesus. Yeah. And when you have Jesus, you're just a bunch of brothers. Yeah. I'm thankful that God heals. He takes out that sickness that God makes us new. And God will begin to make us pure. Amen. So the first thing with what's the password is you've got to enter the password. That Jesus, or excuse me, Peter, he said, such as I have. He said, I got the password. There's a guy named Stefan Thomas. You may have heard about him. He was a, he's from San Francisco. He's a programmer. Well, they did some work and they gave him some Bitcoin back in the day. Bitcoin is a decentralized unit of money. Does anyone know what Bitcoin is? There's no banks, okay? So in your bank, what do you do when you forget your password? You call the bank. They send it to your email. They talk to you. They, they get you a new password. Okay, Bitcoin, you put it in, they have wallets, okay? So you put, it's just a digital currency. There's no, it doesn't exist. It's not tangible. So you put it in a digital wallet, which is like a computer program or a USB stick, right? And so this one had, he had 7,002 Bitcoin, I think, given to him for some work that he did. One Bitcoin is worth 19 grand right now, okay? It wasn't back then, but it, it was actually worth more than this. So the man, he had this Bitcoin, didn't think much of it. And then when he went to access it, he forgot his password. Call the bank. There is no bank. And the iron key has this feature that if you try 10 times, now this is worth $133 million. Okay, we're talking about, it was worth upwards of $300 million when Bitcoin was worth more. And he could not get it because he didn't know the password. He's tried, at least the last I looked, he's tried, this is 09, okay? This happened a while back. He's tried eight times. If you try 10 times and don't get it, it encrypts things forever. Is that true? And you'll never, ever, 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 
And I thought, man, isn't that something? You see, without the right password, we can't get to the things that are valuable in our lives. Things that are of value are protected by a key. Our house, our car, uh, even our bodies have protections against disease. But a password will protect. And without knowing the password, you just can't access even if it belongs to you. That's rough. You ever forgot your password about something? That five-minute transaction turned into two hours on the phone with the bank. And if it's the weekend, you got to wait till Monday. Brothers in IT, brother knows all about this. Passwords are good (laughs) if you know them. The Bible says it's interesting. Peter, he said, I've got this password. And you know, the password's really not a secret. The password's Jesus Christ. Or if you want to abbreviate that, Jesus. He said, in the name of what? Jesus. Christ of Nazareth. He said, here's the password. And I remember my wife was teaching children's church and she was asking this little girl. It was, you know, Bible school, a Bible lesson, you know, about something. I don't remember what it was about. And she asked the little girl, well, what was the answer to this? And this is a little kid, you know, like what, five or four, three. And she looked and she's like, well, the answer must be Jesus, right? She goes, Jesus? And she goes, no. And then she asked another question. And it wasn't Jesus. It was the answer was something else. Noah or Moses. Or, and she goes, Jesus? And it was several times a little kid just was answering the same thing. Jesus? You know, it's like, my wife said this to me, I think, later. She goes, this, this little girl thought that Jesus was the answer to everything. And then both of our eyes kind of opened. Brethren, <laughs> Jesus is the answer to everything. Peter came upon a man that the world had said, we'll lay you on the ground right here. We can't help you. And he said, I've got the password. He said, it's Jesus. And the Bible said, I'll enter it for you. And he entered it and then he grabbed the man. And the Bible said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, what? The password. The Lord Jesus. And there is a password today that men and women, we need to realize Jesus is the access for everything. It says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice this. By whom also we have access. You know that Jesus gets you in. It wasn't the Father that died on the cross. It wasn't the Holy Ghost that died on the cross. It was Jesus that opened up our access. I worship the Holy Ghost. I worship the Father. But we are recognized in the name of Jesus. Jesus is our advocate. He's the one, the Bible says, that prays for us constantly, that rebukes the enemy that accuses us. Jesus Christ is our advocate. Jesus Christ is our password. The Bible says, Peter said, I know the password. You know, for someone to give their life to Jesus Christ, that's what it takes. You have to say the Lord Jesus. But not only do you have to say, preacher, we You know, that wasn't a secret. Well, nothing in the Bible is a secret. People just haven't read it. It's open for all to see that would open the word of God. But second of all, hello, Itzel. I was just praying for you. Not like right now, but when I was sitting over there because I can't do two things at once. So (laughs) if I try to do two things at once, I get zero done. 
I do. My <laughs> wife knows. I will walk out like without my keys or whatever. I try. Anyway, that's that's me. But you've got to stay logged in. I have a, a computer program. We're talking about what the password is. Now I say, Jesus, a preacher, I confessed Jesus many years ago. I'm in. Do you know that there are programs? I, I was doing some more work on, you do a lot of work online now, right? So I was doing some work on a banking app for the church. And uh, it's, I'll just tell you, it's Chase Bank, right? And you know that when you're working on the, and if you leave the, 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 the phone sitting there and don't do any work on it, do you know what will warn you? It'll say, we're going to log you out in one minute. There's been no activity. You ever seen that before? And if you don't get there and hit the X or whatever, it'll go, bloop, and it will just log you out. And you'll have to log in again. Say, preacher, but that doesn't happen in Christ. Does it or doesn't it? Because I read in the book of Revelation that Jesus sent his angel to the church of Ephesus. And you know what he said? He said, I know you're logged in. You're working hard. He said, I know your works, your labor, your patience. How thou canst not bear them which are evil. They had a standard. They worked hard. They had church. And thou hast tried them, which they that are apostles and are not, and found them liars. They knew their Bible. And has born and has had patience. And for my name's sake, they knew the password, has labored and has not fainted. But you know what Jesus said? You're about to get logged out. What? He said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. You see, it's with the mouth we make confession, but it's with the heart that we believe unto righteousness. What gets us logged in is a love for Jesus Christ. But don't you know that Jesus said, you know what? What gets you logged in, if you, if you lose that, you can get logged out. Even where Jesus said, I'm going to come take my presence away from your building. Because we need to stay logged into God. So how do you stay logged in? You know that one of the things we need to do to stay logged in? We need to keep our heart in the game. We need to keep our heart in the game. When that man was healed, he went into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. He was praising God. You know, there's something that keeps us our access there. The Bible says, uh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I, I know it's in there somewhere. Otherwise, I'd have to tell you. The Bible says that if we can have Gratitude. That is a praise that keeps us logged in. Have you ever been thankful for something? Do you know when you're thankful for something? The Bible says in Psalm 100, enter into his gates. It was talking to worshipers. It wasn't talking to sinners. With what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts, even deeper. With what? Praise. I'm not making this up. This keeps you logged in. And you know that today, I know that we've got inflation. I know that we've got, uh, you know, things in our country. There's wars overseas. Brethren, there's all kinds of stuff that we could be focused on. But I want to be focused on what the Word of God says to keep me logged in. I know the password, but I want the peace of being logged in. We have peace with God as long as I'm logged in. Have you ever tried, you give, thank, give thanks. Have you ever given thanks for your car? Say, what's well, old, preacher? 
Mine, mine's got 200,000 miles on it. I boast about it. I mean, you can even get little decals from Subaru that says like 300K. Why? Because like we keep going, right? Take a lick and keep on ticking. I know that's Timex, but Subarus do it, right? Energized batteries advertise it, but Subarus keep on doing it. But could you give thanks for an old car that thank God it's your car? That if maybe a paid off car? Amen. God, thank you for my, my, my shoes aren't new, but, but they're shoes. I've got shoes to wear. And I, my, my, one of my shoes at conference, I took some older shoes there and I was just going to kind of get rid of them. And so I took a couple pairs and one, one pair I took and I felt something was like I had stepped on something and I looked and my soul, my shoes had no soul, right? They were just like the soul, <laughs> part of the soul was hanging up. So I ripped it off and I told my wife, I do not want to go to the front and pray. We were going to take communion at my parents' church and I'm like, honey, that would be embarrassing to show my knees and show my like soulless, you know, big rip. That's just like, man. But you know what? Thank God I had another pair of shoes. They were tennis shoes. But you know what? They were shoes. I wasn't barefoot. And if I wanted to, I had money to buy another pair of shoes. But you know, to be thankful, not only for what you have, but what you don't have. You know what? You know what? You know what Peter said? Preacher, this isn't what Peter said. It absolutely was. Because you know what Peter said? He said to the man, he said, silver and gold. He said, I ain't got no cash. Where was he going? He was still going to church. He was still loving his brother because it said Peter and John. You know, you say a preacher, but silver and gold, that's important. Brethren, I know. Cash is important. I know that these things, that it feels good to have money, okay? I understand that. But can we be thankful when we have no silver and gold? Can we be thankful when we don't have, we're not rolling in it? Peter said, you know what? And it's interesting because if you read what Peter wrote, in 1 Peter, he said, we were not redeemed with what? Silver and gold. Those are corruptible things. But with what? The precious blood of Christ. Peter realized that what we have in Jesus Christ is even greater than what we might not have. You know what? Have, we, have you been thankful for things that don't happen to you? Have we, is anyone thankful that they didn't get in a car accident on the way to church? Yeah. Thank God for what I don't have. Thank God, you know, we prayed for someone. Thank God, as far as I know it, I don't have cancer. Thank God I can see. Thank God I have a mouth because there's two cakes in the back that my neighbor made. And we're, we're what? Okay. We're not going to give Jan any credit for it. So. You know, the Bible says credit to whom credit is, you know, we really need to give credit to whom credit is due. We give glory to God. But if someone did something, we thank God for it. That was your labor and that was your resources. And we're thankful because we've all partaken and we bear results of it right in the middle of our lives, right? Right down in the tummy. It stays there, right? It doesn't get burned off when you get older. But thank God for a mouth because I can eat a piece of cake or I can watch other people eat it for free and not get any calories, right? But thankful for what I don't have. You know what? If you want to stay logged into God and if you want a peace that passes all understanding... Brethren, we got to stay thankful unto God. It'll keep you logged in. Thankful when things don't go your way. Thankful when you have problems. Thankful maybe you're in school and something doesn't go your way. The test goes wrong. And the last thing is, the third thing is, sharing the password. This person went to a coffee shop. You know, you go there for the Wi-Fi, right? So, so what's... Excuse me, asked the barista behind the counter, what's the Wi-Fi password? And the barista looked back and said, 
uh, said, you need to buy a drink first. And the customer kind of did this. It wasn't Starbucks, right? <laughs> so I said, I'll have a venti vanilla latte. And the, the barista says, $6. Probably $10 now, right? There you go. And then the customer said, okay, so what's the Wi-Fi password? And the barista looks back. You need to buy a drink first. No spaces, all lowercase. <laughs> the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other. Did you get that? <laughs> he gave him the answer. So. When I was a kid, I wanted to learn a curse word in French. So I, I was not a Christian. So I asked my teacher, and she looked at me, and I said the name of the curse word in English. And she looked at me and she said, c'est la même chose. <laughs> and so I walked around the room thinking I was cursing in French. C'est la même chose. C'est la même chose. And she was laughing at my ignorance. C'est la même chose means it's the same word. You need to buy a drink first. One word, all lowercase. Right? I still remember that. I don't remember what the word was, but I remember how I was wrong on that password. <laughs> The Bible says there is none other name under heaven given among men. There is no other password. In fact, Jesus, you know they have software now? I don't have this thing. I've got a note card, right, for my passwords. But they have software where you just get one password. Isn't that right? And it saves all your passwords. It's like a password holder. You know that Jesus is like the password holder for all the blessings uh, that come. All of the blessings of God are in what? Christ Jesus. He has given us all blessings and all promises and all praise goes to him because he's like the main password that opens up all of the blessings. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, healing, salvation. It all comes through that one thing. Well, we can share it. He said, Peter said, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you this password, not Netflix. You know, there's only three Netflix subscribers. Everybody else just shares the same password, right? <laughs> Preacher, that kind of got close to home. I don't have Netflix. But, but I, was, I, was, uh, I was on the phone because I couldn't get into my other banking app. It was been a password day. So they said, would you like to wait for an hour and a half or have someone call you back? So I said, oh, call me back. Beep, number one, right? So about... Sometime later, they called me back, and I was on the phone another 20 minutes after they were supposed to call me back. So the lady comes online. She goes, thank you for your patience, sir. She had a southern accent. And I said, uh, we're talking to her. And uh, I said, ma'am, you're from the south, aren't you? And she said, yes. I said, where are you from? And she said, Louisiana. And I said, okay, okay. I said, I have a friend, Reverend Brooks. He's from Louisiana. He's from a little town called Angie, or is it Bugaloosa? I know it's both. One is the bigger one, one is the smaller one. I said, she goes, I don't even know where that's from. I said, well, um, he's, in, he's actually in Louisiana right now, but he's in a different town. He's, uh, he's in Shreveport. She goes, that's where I am. I said, oh. I said, well, we got a New Testament Christian church there. You can just look. She goes, I, I, I've heard of that church. I'm not, I don't know if she's... That one or another one that she, but I said, man, you can look it up on the internet. You can go. And she goes, well, I work Sundays because she's in a call center. And I said, right, but we got church other days than that. And so I said, well, here's what I'm sharing. I'm trying to share the password. You can share the password on the phone. You can share the password. And so we got an invitation. I said, you got all my information. It's right up there on the, on the screen. So I said, you can share it, you know. And uh, I want to share not just with her, but other people. You know that the more you share Jesus, the more you get. 
the more you share his love and his peace, the more you get to see Jesus change lives. And Jesus do a miracle. See, I want Jesus to do a miracle, man. Share the password. It's free. Hey, man. Hey, man. I just want to tell you about Jesus. God can forgive that. I want to share. There's hope. So, preacher, my, my, uh, my, 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 my life is hopeless. Is it hopeless? Well, then we need a password out of hopelessness, and it's Jesus. Because Jesus didn't die to make bad men good men as much as Jesus died to make dead men live men. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. If something's hopeless, God, a resurrection can give us hope. That if God can do that, God can do anything. With heads bowed and eyes closed and nobody looking around, there is a password. When was the last time you logged in? Has there been any activity on the screen? (laughs) Maybe getting that warning will be logged out if there's no activity. I'm not talking about salvation by works. I'm not talking about that. But brethren, in our heart, we need to stay logged in. In praise, we need to stay logged in. In thankfulness, in gratitude, that love of God and that peace of God will be so real to us that people will notice it and say, what? are you into? Say, man, I'm into Jesus. But you can share the password and say, I'll give it to you. He's free. And I can help you log in to the greatest change you can ever imagine. Let's find a place to pray. God wants you not only to have the password, but to stay logged in and to share that password with somebody else. You know what? God's peace is available to you. Maybe we need to start counting our blessings. So preacher, I got problems, yes, but I got way more blessings than I got problems. <laughs> and my blessings are way bigger, and my blessings are going to last longer than my problems, which will stop with my last breath when I get ushered into the presence of God. For to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. The problems won't get any worse, but the blessings will get better. Because Jesus is faithful, and he's your password. Father, I pray that that password would be accessed by everyone that has a need under the sound of my voice and that hears this message online and they will get logged into the values and the blessings and the good things of God that are all through Christ Jesus. As she sings and as she plays and as you find access. When was the last time you thanked God for it as if you had it? That's faith. As if you had it. I don't care how big the need is or how great the problem is. God, I thank you. I thank you for changing that. I thank you for doing that. I thank you for healing. God, I thank you just like I have it. Because I'm logged in. And I'm logged into the blessings. And I'm logged into the goodness. And I'm logged into the very power of Jesus Christ. Who is and who was. And who is to come, no change in Jesus. God, thank you for your thank you for the church building, God. God, thank you for paying for the church building. Thank you for filling the church building. And God, thank you for building your church. 
thank you that the gates of hell will not stand against it. And thank you for guiding everyone this day in your will and your goodness.